0: I'm Brianna McHenry. And I'm Stephanie Della Porta, and we are your guides for the When in Bloom
1: podcast.
0: Join us weekly
1: as we include tips, tricks, and alignment tools that support us on our personal journeys.
0: Bringing you back to the knowing that you have all that you need within you
1: to bloom. Welcome to episode 11. We're so excited to have you back and to be back for another week. Today, we're doing something a little bit different and I think quite intuitive. Um, Steph had the brilliant idea to do oracle cards to find out what we wanted to talk about or what we should talk about um, on this episode of the podcast. So usually we pull cards at the end of the episode for our week ahead advice or just some guidance. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to go over um, the cards that she pulled and I'm going to keep it a surprise. So Steph, do you want to talk about the first card?
0: Yeah, this episode is going to be a little bit different, which I think is going to be kind of cool that we're shaking things up a little bit because that's what the energy feels like anyways. (laughs) Uh, So the first card was Transformation. Things are changing at a cellular level and deep healing. So when I pulled this card, this kind of resonated uh, pretty deeply with me. I felt that I, these cards that I pulled, I pulled three cards and this first card kind of, to me, was an interpretation of the past uh, for everyone, for the collective, for us individually, for society and I find that there's a lot of old childhood patterns rising up. And for a lot of us, that seems to be centering around speaking up where we've had past lives of hiding and keeping our voice small. And then the part where it says things are changing at a cellular level. I think we are all going through a very
1: deep healing as, an, as individuals and as a collective. I'm really noticing a lot of ancestral healing that's going on too. And the I think the ancestral healing is going on on a collective level as well. A lot is really being brought up to the surface. And when ancestral traumas are being brought up to the surface, they're being brought up for us to heal them and to move through them and to release them. That's so beautiful. And I can definitely
0: see that too. I find for me, a lot of inner child um, Patterns are rising up. (laughs) I know we've spoken about it in past episodes about, you know, for myself, it was, I ended up learning to speak louder so that people would hear me because I felt like I wasn't being
1: heard. And I remember you saying that for yourself. It was the exact opposite. I was silent because people made me feel like I didn't have anything of value to say. Yes. I finally... (laughs) After months
0: and months of not going into my Akashic records, I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where I ended up pulling the Akashic records card and I told and promised myself that I would go into my records and I would do it. And something came up that Friday and I didn't. And then Saturday, I had a really long bike ride. I said I would do it at night. I was so tired from that, that I didn't do it that night either. And then Sunday morning, I ended up pulling the card. Well, actually, let's be honest. I actually didn't pull it fell out of the deck. The the Akashic card fell out of the deck as if someone pulled it out from underneath. And I just started laughing because I thought, okay, you really want me to, to go into the records. And so I did that Sunday night. I actually went into the records and I found that a lot of the messages that I received were surrounding my voice and past lives where it wasn't safe to be myself. And I wasn't allowed to speak up and there's a lot of trauma that I carry. And I am realizing too, as you mentioned earlier, Brianna, that it wasn't just my own trauma. It's also stemming from ancestral trauma as well. And it was such a beautiful experience because for the first time ever, I actually (laughs) started singing light language and I've never done that before. So it was very healing for me on all levels. And another message that I received when I opened my records was that the voice isn't limited to the throat. We speak through the gaze of our eyes. We speak through the touch of our hands when we create or when we touch and embrace another person. I mean, these are all languages that require no physical words. And most often they are the ones that have the most vibrational impact. So it's just a reminder that we speak in so many different ways (laughs) with not just our voice. And whenever we feel like, our voice is being taken away from us. I find that that's just been, that's just kind of a reminder (laughs) that you can carry with you that I offer up for you to just take into consideration
1: that no one can take your voice away from you. Yes, I love that that's what you got from entering your records. I also wanted to add this little side story in. Steph and I have been trying to record this episode for a week and every <laughs> night, like I, we got together just about every day to record it. And then we just never, like, it just never was in alignment. And I think it's because last night I decided to go into my Akashic records, which I haven't done in like six months. <laughs> and the message that I got was surrounding being yourself. And right now we're at such a turning point, like as a collective, and it is so important to be yourself and to stand up for what you believe in. And yeah, like how exactly what you were saying, Steph, is that you don't need to necessarily use your voice to speak. I can stand up for what I believe in by living my truth every single day. Yeah. So if I believe that you should be nice to others. I I speak that, I stand up for that by being nice to others. So you can bring that, you don't have to, I know when I first started getting this message to speak my truth, I was really nervous because I thought it meant verbally telling everyone my ideas. And now I know that that's not true. And I feel at the time, I was actually getting a similar message that if you don't feel called to fully speak up, it's because you're not supposed to, speak up. You're supposed to use your energy in a different way and that's okay. And um, I feel better now. I'm fully embracing it. I feel a little bit more confident in it, but it's something, yeah, it's a nice little reminder that it's okay to be who you are. And it's almost as if we have to break down like the walls that others have built for us. So it's almost shown to me as you build a room you put yourself in a little box and it's all of these limiting beliefs that you carry on like from your childhood and so it's a belief that parents put on to you teachers friends um like tv movies and it keeps you stuck in this small little box and you're comfortable in that box it's so comfortable but when you really start getting to know yourself and speaking up for who you are and standing in your truth You have to break down those walls and it feels like a lot of us have been doing that on a cellular level, like literally doing it in our dreams, doing it when we're walking, doing it when we're playing with children, like doing it when we're creating, just when we are doing things that are bringing us joy. It's like that in itself has been healing on such like a deep, deep level and now it feels like we're at that time where it's like, keep going, keep going. We're healing. And we are like ready to move into the next step in the next level of what it feels like to be released from all of those traumas and all of that energy that we've been carrying with us through our ancestors, through our childhood, through our collective. And it's all ready to kind of start shifting. Yes. Almost the
0: way that a snake sheds its skin. We can't can't hold on to things that no longer fit us anymore. You know, we have to, we have to go through that transformation, which is why I think this card is such a potent card um, to pull <laughs> for ourselves and just kind of the collective energy that's happening. And what you were saying was just so beautiful. And I resonated with everything, which is what normally happens when, <laughs> whenever we talk about something. But I also wanted to get a little bit deeper into the cellular healing. And I'm glad that you mentioned that too. I've noticed too for myself that and for the collective there's such a big focus on physical healing right now. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience the other day. So, I've been having a challenging time with my allergies lately because of all the pollen that has been going around. It's been pretty it's been pretty bad, which makes me really sad because it's been really nice out and all I want to do is sit outside on the earth and most of the time I can't sit there you know, for more than 15 minutes before my allergies really start kicking in and I start sneezing and then I start rubbing my eyes. It's just, it just becomes an unpleasant experience. So the other day when I was sitting in meditation and I was connecting with my guides, I was really trying to surrender, um, and trust in my body's ability to heal itself. And that day I had rubbed one of my eyes so much that it had actually gone bloodshot (laughs) in the corner of my eye. It was very noticeable. And we were supposed to record that night. So (laughs) I was really, I was kind of really, um, I don't want to say insecure. That's kind of the wrong word, but I was very, um, it was very prominent. And I knew that like, you could probably see it through the screen because we record, (laughs) normally when we record, we see each other. so. Anyways, I was sitting in, in meditation with my guides and I kept asking, show me how to heal myself. I know that we can do it. Please just teach me how. And what I learned from this was that our body is our home. It's the only structure that we take with us wherever we go. And we often take our bodies for granted until our health is threatened. For example, you know you smoke until you get lung cancer or you don't get, take care of your teeth until there is a threat of them falling out so when i was asking for healing i actually i think for the first time i really paid attention and i asked myself where am i vibrationally in a state to receive because no matter what you ingest intake or consume through any means your body can't actually heal if you're holding the frequency of fear So if you're trying to heal yourself from a place of fear, so for example, a place of fear could be a place of, I need to get better so so that I can work and I can pay my bills. Or if you come from a fear of dying or a fear of your teeth falling out, or a fear of not having enough energy to care for your children, or a fear of not being able to get everything done that you need to get done in your day because you don't have the energy. And I... And coming from my own experience, I really believe that this is why so many of us don't actually heal because we need to heal the frequency, the energetic body before we can heal the physical. So my guides share this really, it seems so simple. <laughs> of course, most things do, but they shared this sort of process with me that I want to offer up to you to try for yourself. And basically it's to put yourself into a frequency of gratitude in order to be able to receive the healing. So it's, you end up thanking that part of you that needs to heal. And you thank that part of you for all that it's capable of. So for example, when I had my eyes, were my eye was really bloodshot. I started thanking my eye for the ability to see. I wasn't focusing on what it looked like. I just kept sending this gratitude for the fact that my eyes give me the ability to see, give me the ability to see you know, the love of my life, to see a sunset, to be able to paint and see brilliant colors. And I just started listing off all these things. And I mean, another example is if you have a sore throat, you can thank this part of you for giving you the ability to speak, to be able to sing, to express, to communicate, to take food in so that it can be transferred to the rest of your body for energy, to be able to drink water. Or even another example, if you have issues with your teeth, you can thank your teeth for allowing you to be able to eat. To be able to chew your food, to nourish your body, for the ability to taste, to be able to offer a smile to another person, you know. Or I'll even throw out another example: <laughs> if you've broken your arm, you know, you can offer gratitude for being able to pick things up, to hold the ones you love, to be able to write with your arm in your hand, to be able to paint, to cook, anything else that you can do with your hands, you can kind of insert in there. And it was just such a beautiful practice because I never really. When I've tried to heal myself in meditation or with energy healing, sometimes a lot of it comes from a a place of fear where it's just, you know, oh, my eyes red, I'm not going to be able to see properly. What if something bad happens to it? What if I lose the ability to see in my eye, you know, and then your mind just kind of starts going and that takes you out of being in that state of receiving from the universe. You can't be healed if you're not in that frequency of reception. So I also found it really good to set a timeline. For my eye, it actually, I I wouldn't share this with you if it didn't work. I tried this on my eye and I set the intention and I said that I wanted this healed by the next day. I wanted to see a noticeable difference the next day because I've done this with my eye before and it's taken like four days to heal. It normally doesn't take this fast. And I can tell you, I looked the other day and my husband, Justin, looked at it too. And we were both really like, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was, it was pretty much gone. And so I find that setting a timeline with that is also really important because I just want to reiterate that your body has the ability to heal itself. I mean, look at how each one of your cells knows how to create a scar over an open wound or how your bones know how to regenerate and mend themselves after a break. Or when you have a bacterial or viral infection, your body sends natural antigens to fight it off. I mean, your body does all of these things and more for you to keep on going without giving it a single thought. So I just want to
1: offer up, what are you doing for your body? That's such a beautiful question to ask. I've been working a lot around belief work, actually, on, of course, my favorite and allowing my body to heal and just holding certain beliefs around it. Like. So your eye was better the next day because you also in that moment by shifting your frequency, you shifted your belief of like, it takes my eye four days to heal. You shifted it to, it's going to take like, my eye is going to be better tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Once I went into a state of reception and in order to be in a state of reception, we have to be in a state of gratitude for that. So once I just, I've never really done that before. I've never really. (laughs) you know started thanking specific body parts that I wanted to heal. <laughs> I, you know, I've never done that. So I I thought okay, I'm going to trust in this and this was the process that was given to me by my guides. So I trusted it and it was just incredible because I thought you know, the only way to heal the world around us is to first heal ourselves. So if I can find a way to heal even physically, you know, that can start transferring emotionally and energetically because essentially I started with the energetic reception first. And then I allowed my body to be able to receive and manifest the physical healing because we all know with energy, everything starts and begins and ends as energy. Everything is energy. So yeah, it was just, it was, you're absolutely right. It was belief. I just totally, totally shifted that belief and shifted that frequency. I love that you always bring up belief work because you're, you're so knowledgeable on it. And I always learn so much from you. With it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say too when I'm I I actually do that when I'm manifesting. I do gratitude. Uh so if I wanna manifest a new computer, I just like look at my computer and I say every single thing that I am grateful for about it. And what yeah, like it's exactly what you were saying. It shifts that frequency. Yeah. See, I've never I've tried it with
0: manifestation, but not never with healing. I don't know why I've never done that. <laughs> you know, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna just You know, instead of being, you know, in a place coming from a place of fear, like I need to I need to heal this now this needs to be healed, you know, I want to be able to see I don't want it to look like this. You know, I just thought I'm just going to be grateful for everything my eye does. And then we'll see, you know, where it goes from there. And I can tell you, it worked, I should have taken before and after pictures. I mean, it wasn't pretty to look at it was really, it was really (laughs) bad.
1: It's okay. <laughs> so let's be honest. I probably wouldn't have shared them
0: on social with with you all, but
1: <laughs> it would have been cool to have maybe in like ten years, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. So the next card
0: that we pulled was Starseed, and it what lights you up. And I know many of you are not really from, may not be familiar with the term Starseed. And I just want to throw this in there that our next guest episode, we're actually having Tiffany Tin on, and we're gonna get all deep into star seeds and all the different star systems and soul lineages. And it's going to be exciting, but for now, (laughs) this card is just
1: asking you what lights you up. It's so important to really think about that and to really distinguish what it is that lights you up because they're showing it to me as like, that's your flame. And imagine. So I actually received this last night in my Akashic records the thing that lights you up was shown to me last night as a flame. And then on top of the flame was all of this food that you were cooking. So your light is creating nourishment for yourself. And then if you think about when you have people come over, what do you usually do? Feed them. I mean, I feed them. I love feeding people. So it's like, what lights me up is making all of this food for myself. And it's nourishing me. And then I'm allowing other people to come into my lives and I'm nourishing them with the same food. And then if I keep on with that light, that flame, making it bigger and bigger, I have the ability to make more food. And I have the ability to share it, that nourishment with others. So then I have my friend come over and then I make them food and then they take the food home. They have leftovers and then they give it to their family members and they give it to their friends. So that small, small little, it's not small, but it feels small. That small thing that really brings you joy and what lights you up is making such a huge difference and making such a huge impact in the world. Even though it feels like it's just this one teeny tiny thing that we do for ourselves. And I've been really leaning into manifesting lately. And last night in my records, they were talking about joy. And if you want to create joy in your life, then you just, it's like you and joy are working together. So you enjoy our co-creating this feeling and this experience and this manifestation of joy itself. So finding those little moments in your life that are bringing you joy, those little moments that light you up, lean into them. And then it brings more of those experiences into your life. Like for me, I really love birds, like I'm obsessed. So I, and I love earthing. So I will go walk outside barefoot and I'll look for birds. And the more I see the birds, like I'll get a feeling of joy. And then I lean into it and I allow myself to feel it because that feeling is there for you. Like it's the feeling is there for you. No, it's not for anyone else and no one can take it from you. So, but we had kind of, have gotten in the habit of allowing that joy to leave us. Like we give it away almost. So what they were saying is that we need to get in the habit of keeping that joy for ourselves, because when we keep that joy and what lights us up for ourselves, we can share it with others. That's so, so beautiful. And I love that so
0: much. And I think it's so important, especially where we are right now, currently in the world that people sort of begin to ignite their passions and really start to follow them. I For me, I see when I say, or you say, or anyone says that, you know, to follow what lights us up, I almost see it as like they're represented for me as, as like suns, you know, like suns in the sky and that they'll, if I'm following these suns, it'll just continue to light up my path. And it's as if the same way that a sun kind of allows flowers to grow and allows the trees to grow in the leaves, to grow in the grass. It's doing the same thing for me. So that's what I think of when I think of following something that lights me up. I ask myself pretty much the same questions as you about joy. Does it bring me joy? Am I passionate about it? Is it something that I can kind of get lost in? Because I know I've spoken to quite a few people. And when I ask them, okay, what lights you up? They, they don't know. <laughs> and I understand that sometimes, you know, in a society that's constantly conditioned us to, to always be on the go and to put, you know, work or career ahead of your own personal desires and passions. It can be hard to even remember what you used to like as a kid or what you were drawn to, or what really brought you joy. And I think that it's so important, like you said, to really sit with yourself and determine what those things are for you. Because when you're lit up It literally
1: lights the whole world up with you. Bringing in those childhood joys for me as an adult, has hands down been the most life-changing thing I've ever done. It was like, it was almost like the easiest advice to take. What brings me joy? And you can just imagine yourself as a little kid, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths and just imagine what you, the little you enjoy doing. And the first thing that comes to your mind, bring that into your life. And for me, my absolute favorite thing to do, it's funny because I just mentioned it was walk barefoot. I loved being barefoot. I never wore shoes ever. And so that was the childhood joy that I started bringing into my life was just walking around outside with no shoes on. I made it a point to do it every single day. Even sometimes I would do it I mean, I would do it in the winter because growing up as a kid, I would do it in the winter. But those little things, because yeah, it just changes your frequency because it brings in now that frequency of joy as opposed to the frequency of like work, eat, sleep. That's not a frequency we want to keep creating. No, that's definitely not a
0: frequency I want to keep recreating. (laughs) And I think you can also just, sort of imagine the earth and the world around you as a playground you know just to begin to see through the eyes of a child and ask yourself how would you explore how would you play how would you feel because children know how to feel like when they're upset or they're hurt they cry when they're angry they scream when they're happy or joyful they laugh they kind of just allow these emotions to move through them without questioning why they just allow it to be and i think We've forgotten how to do that to just embody this human experience and just allow ourselves to to just be. We're so used to doing that. We've forgotten how to just be in the moment. Just be. <laughs> That's really just it. Just to be. It sounds so simple, but sometimes it's it can be really challenging. Um, I find that even for myself. And I know too that especially in relation to this card, um, the star card that I know many people are also feeling as if time is running out and there's something they've come here to do and they don't know what it is. And I think that's really important to mention because I think it's also linked to what lights you up. These are clues that your soul has given to you really. And once you begin to follow this sort of trail of breadcrumbs that your soul's left for you, you're going to find that your whole world is just going to get lit up with so much magic. And you'll naturally just begin to see the world through the eyes of a child. And you'll see just kind of how much wonder and amazement there still is. Sometimes we get so caught up in what's happening in our external environment that we sort of forget that the world is still beautiful. Earth is still beautiful. There's beauty there. And we will see the magic wherever we choose to see it.
1: Yes, we will. Seeing the magic is literally the best. Um, quick reminder, just take a like a take a few seconds, some, just clear your mind and ask for a sign. And the first thing that you think of allow that to be your sign and then forget about it and just see if it comes up within the next few days. I've been doing that daily and it is insane how quickly all of my signs I'm seeing them like within a day, within like 30 seconds. And it's really helping me bring the magic back into life. Like I'm paying attention in angel numbers. That's so good. Yeah. I love it. It's
0: so magical. I feel I need to start doing that. I don't, I don't think I asked for enough signs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, last week it was like nonstop asking for signs and then seeing them almost instantly. I was grocery shopping and I couldn't find, I was looking for tahini and nutritional yeast. And I felt like I was looking for them everywhere. And then I just stopped and I was like, Hey, use your tools. And I like closed my eyes for a quick five seconds. And I said, let me find them with ease. And I opened my eyes and I was looking at the tahini. <laughs> and then I, the next place I looked was right at the nutritional yeast. And I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks guys. <gasps> and I just love it when that happens. Yeah. And it really does. It makes you just feel magical. I wanted to go back to real quick about that feeling of time is running out and it's like we're all being forced into these trust falls with the universe. And I just realized that now, or when you were talking, my partner just a few hours ago was explaining to me, it feels like he's walking on a pier and that he's like getting to the end of the pier. And it's almost like the end of the pier is scary because you don't know Like, and you know, you're going to keep walking, but you're not sure like what you're walking into. And it's always been shown to me as like, you're on the edge of a cliff and then you kind of walk off the cliff and walking off a cliff sounds terrifying, but when you lean in and you take that trust fall with the universe, you're held. So it's like, you walk off the edge of the cliff, you walk off the edge of the pier and it's like you are gently guided into the next thing. And the next thing is usually leading you into what lights you up because when you're following your messages and your intuition, you're creating your life for you as opposed to creating your life for others. That is what it's all about.
0: (laughs) And I think for so long, we've been taught to create a life that, really isn't for ourselves, but for others, for the good of society or for your parents, you know, whatever you want to insert in there. And it's really is important to really stay true to yourself. And I love that you, you made the correlation between time is running out and then following what lights you up. Because I literally thought the same thing right before you said it, which normally happens when we do these episodes.
1: We figured it out together. (laughs) And actually what you're saying kind of
0: also segues nicely into the next card. And the next card is the initiation uh, rite of passage crossing the threshold. And when I pulled these three cards, I actually got the impression that it was kind of showing us our past, present and future. So we're healing our past wounds. Um, There's deep cellular healing taking place, which leads to transformation. And then we're going into the present, which is following what lights us up. And then now we're moving into the future, which is the initiation, kind of like a feeling of being tested because we're heading somewhere so sacred. This world, I believe, is in an initiation phase And we're really crossing the threshold from one state of being to the next, allowing us to journey into more of who we are and who we came here to be, which is why right now in the present moment, following what lights us up is so important because it's going to allow us to create this new reality for ourselves, this new earth, where we're all doing things that light us up. And as Brianna said, when we light up, we light up the world and I think it's just going to be so incredible. (laughs) I don't know about you, Brianna, but I'm very excited to see kind of where this sort of initiation takes us because we are definitely as a collective and even individually too, are being initiated into something so much greater.
1: Yeah, it is so true. And I am very excited. And it is really true that it is so much greater than like, than what we can even imagine because normally when we are open to receiving something without any conditions attached to it what we receive is so much better than what we could have ever imagined I love that and I always feel like
0: we say that I'm always like I love that because <laughs> yeah, I love that on repeat <laughs> I really do and um yeah I think that because everything is really unknown right now and unfamiliar, it can be really easy to kind of bypass what is happening and just want to return to something that is what we would call, and I put this in quotation marks, normal or what we're familiar with. But I think that this, when we grow, we grow the most when we go into the unknown, like you were saying, just about the trust fall with the universe, you know, and I think as a collective, this initiation is literally forcing us (laughs) to kind of take a trust ball and to fall off that cliff and know that the universe is going to catch us. There's a safety net there, you know, and it's also allowing us the time to really slow down and pause and integrate and figure out what we want, not only for ourselves, but as a society, the type of society that we want, because we've been living in a society that was created for us, not necessarily by us, but, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, it's just been something that's just, we just, it, I hear the term so often it is what it is. This is just what it's always been, but that doesn't mean that's what it, you know, that's what it has to be. (laughs) We don't need to go back to the old way of doing things. And I think, you know, especially with all the planetary energies mirroring what's happening on our planet, you know, as above, so below, I don't think that's even possible anymore. (laughs) I don't think we can go back to the old way of living because we're being initiated into something much more sacred. And I think a lot of that comes back to restoring our relationship with the land and to each other.
1: Yeah. You said it all. It's so true. And as a, as a parent, it's my job to raise The next generation, like even though I know I'm raising one child, she still has a huge impact on her generation because her energy ripples throughout the whole collective. And it is so beautiful that at this time right now, like our generation and the generations after us are the ones who are really stepping into this work, it feels like who are really here to, yeah, shift the future and make those, what feel like small ripple effects, but they are ripple effects and they are going to keep on going like forever. And there's so much that we're just bringing up to the surface. And I truly believe that when something comes up to the surface, it comes up to the surface to heal from it and to release that energy. So think of everything that's been coming up it's time for us to release that energy and the way that you release it is also by accepting it like you have to accept that it happened and you have to love and forgive everyone for allowing it to happen so if we're holding on to this duality of this side is right and this side is wrong it's going to make this transition a lot more uncomfortable like it's going to make it a lot harder and we just have to really surrender to the fact that everyone just has their own truth and you just surrender to other people's perspectives too make it'll make it a lot easier i'm so happy
0: that you mentioned you know parenting the new generation because i think that's so important right now and but that also means that we can't abdicate our responsibility and do the work now ourselves either. It's not all up to our children. It's also up to us because everything that we do affects the generation after us. Like you said, it's that ripple effect. And I think this time has really shown us, too, that we need to stop seeking power externally because every one of you is powerful. I mean, even the word itself to be powerful really means to have influence over something or someone or some situation. And like you said, Brianna, I mean, think of every person that you interact with, you are influencing whether they have a positive or a negative experience with you based on your words, your actions, and then that sets a chain reaction to the next person that they interact with because it's like you said, it's this ripple effect. And your energy influences every single person or being that you meet. I mean, that is true power right there in itself. Every single one of us is powerful because we're, we have this ability to, to kind of transfer that energy. Right. So I think it's so important to really keep our vibrations high. And that doesn't mean negating the lower vibrations because when we're in lower vibrations too, that also has a lot to teach us going back to, you know, doing that deep cellular healing and that inner work. It's about integrating those shadows. And which I think is probably should have mentioned that too earlier. A lot of shadows definitely are, you know, be, are coming up to be released. Like you said, that's for sure. Definitely in my life, I can tell you that. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. All of those things I view as shadows, like childhood patterns, ancestral things, triggers, all of those. I'll kind of lump them all together, (laughs) but it's so true. It's like about, it really is time for us to take our power back and to step into the knowing that we are powerful. Yes, we are. Every single one of us. I mean, yeah,
0: it's just (laughs)
1: I'm almost speechless.
0: I'm almost out of words because I'm just,
1: yeah. (laughs) Because we know it's okay. It's (laughs) completely speechless. I'm Uh, speechless a lot. Yeah. I love (laughs) that. Energy behind it. (laughs) Yes.
0: Although I may be at a loss for words, I hope you're all feeling the energy that we're emitting out. (laughs) I hope
1: it's all there. You all can feel it. Yeah. Oh, I love too that we are talking about like the next generations because my daughter actually pulled these almost same exact cards. She also picked three cards and the only one that she didn't pull was the star seed card. And in its place, she pulled share your voice come out of the cave, persecution and expression. And I know that this card has been pulled before for our like weekly Oracle card reading and the energy ahead. And I so recognize it and it stands out to me so much because it is just so important to share your voice in whatever way that means to you or however it looks for you. And yeah, it doesn't have to mean you actually go around speaking. You can share your voice in many other ways and just kind of express yourself and let it out. And also that remembrance that we are powerful. Like think of how powerful our soul is at its core. It's so powerful. It can do whatever it wants. Like it really can do whatever it wants when you release the conditions that you set for it. I
0: know. I couldn't believe when you sent me that, that she pretty much pulled the exact same cards, except that, except that one. Uh, But that one also flows perfectly into what we talked about. So it was amazing. I mean, yeah, I remember when you sent that, I was kind of speechless. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what are the
1: chances, right? I stopped pulling my own cards. Cause she just pulls them for me. Like she literally will like leave one, like on my bed or like one on my desk. Like perfect. <laughs> I don't have to do it anymore. She doesn't. I have a built in Oracle card reader.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, she's adorable. I love that so much. And it's so important. And it really is important to share our voice right now in whatever way resonates with you. So when this episode is released, it will actually be the summer solstice, Litha, in the northern hemisphere, and the winter solstice, Yule, for our friends in the southern hemisphere. And this summer solstice is literally all about ownership of our creations, and it's all about responsibility and all about freedom of choice. And I think that ties in so beautiful to what we've spoken about, because it's time that we really take the accountability for our, the reality that we're creating and our ability to create this new earth and this life that we want by following what lights us up. And I also want to mention too, that this week as well on June 24th, it's actually the third of an incredible super moon trilogy. So there's going to be a lot of energy when you're listening to this <laughs> this week. And so going actually, because we just had an eclipse as well. Um, the previous eclipse in Gemini will actually be bringing up to the light, the final parts of us to shed before we birth anew into this higher template that is happening on the solstice point on the 21st. So it's all really about the removal of what has been cloaking the dark. And that also ties into what we said about, you know, integrating these shadow aspects of ourselves and doing that deep inner healing and, you know, the inner child work and This is really looking at what is holding you back and what is stopping you from taking action on your healing, on your clearing, on releasing. So yeah, this summer solstice is going to be really, really powerful. I keep reading everywhere that it's going to be more powerful than any of the other solstices to date. So, and also as well, this is one, this is also considered um, a Gaian portal. So it's, basically like a really potent time. A portal is open and a lot of new energy flows through, and it's really time for the final cleanse. So if you're wondering what Litha is, it's actually summer's height and it's the longest day and the shortest night. And it's the power of the sun, um, at the solstice and it's protective and healing and revitalizing. And it's really about getting in the sun and you got to soak up some of those light codes and definitely send us your pictures too, because the sun, when you take pictures of the sun, you can see all these beautiful light rays. You can get so many cool orbs and light codes that just appear in your photographs. And this is a time of beauty, love, strength, energy, and rejoicing in the warmth of the sun. The flowers are in bloom. They're ready for pollination and fertilization yet. Also, again, once they're fertilized, they die so that the seeds and fruits may develop and summer fruits may appear for a short season. So this really just goes back to that cycle of death and rebirth. And so if you actually have an altar at home or you have a little space that you kind of curate items that are meaningful to you, some good items to put around this time is seashells, mirrors, uh, summer fruits and flowers, and some symbols for litha. Are of course the sun. <laughs> this is the symbol of Litha, as this is the summer solstice. So, like I said earlier, soak up as many rays as you can, get those light codes, and you can even wear yellow clothes um, or gold clothes, gold-colored clothes and accessories to add some extra brightness and sunshine to your day. And another another symbol of Litha is dream time. So if you haven't listened to our previous episode, definitely go listen to that. And this is a really good time to create a pouch for psychic dreams. You can put bay leaves and mugwort in a piece of yellow material and you could sew it up and place it under your pillow and then see what kind of magic happens because a midsummer night's dream is said to be one of magic and wonder. I believe even Shakespeare wrote about that and that dude kind of knew his stuff. So <laughs> there you go. And some crystals that would be really powerful around this time too is citrine because it is associated with the sun and citrine is now also known for its ability to attract abundance of all kinds. And let's be honest, that's what we all want to call in. And another crystal is carnelian because summer is a time when creative energy is at a high point. So it helps to keep you energized and grateful for the blessings in your life, as well as for those you are creating once again, going back to our earlier conversation about gratitude and being in that state of reception for the universe. And then just a couple of herbs that you can use, whether they're essential oils, you can put in a diffuser or even, you know, ones that you want to put on your body. Uh, lavender is really good around this time of year. Uh, it signifies happiness and it's actually also a solar healing herb. Uh, so it was actually thrown onto the midsummer ritual fires as a sacrifice to the gods um, in the Celtic and pagan traditions. And another herb is St. John's wort. Because it was believed, I don't want to say in ancient times, but there is folklore and we all know there's always some truth to folklore that it's believed to ward off fevers and colds if it's picked on a midsummer and worn up until it gets cold again. So those are just some things that you can kind of some tools and processes that you can use to really bring in that solstice energy. I'm excited for it. I love summer. Summer is such a beautiful time. Give me all the light codes.
1: Yeah, give me all the light codes too. Literally, like, that's all I do all summer long. It's just (laughs) outside. As soon as it gets, like, warm enough to sit in the sun. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, me too. I think, I remember last year we were just sending each other all these pictures of orbs that we got. So if you, please, if you take pictures of the sun and you see really cool orbs and light rays, definitely share them with us. We would love to see them.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And as you were talking about the, all of your amazing knowledge about the summer solstice, I was taking flowers and placing them on my altar. (laughs) I love that. What kind of flowers? Um, I'm not, I, there's a rose and a carnation and a white one that I don't know what it is. Um, but I literally took a picture of them. So I'm going to put them on my Instagram story because. I love that. They needed to be with the crystals. <laughs> we're crystal addicts, so I mean,
0: I, there's no shortage of crystals at my house. <laughs> so we're gonna also do something else that's a little bit different, and we've never done it before. We're actually gonna open the akashic records for the listeners of the One in Bloom podcast. Whether you're listening today tomorrow a month from now a year from now two or three years from now the energy is still there and we're going to be co-creating this space together and we decided to do this because we were talking about it and i was telling brianna that i received a message since last week that maybe i should go into the records for this episode and then she shared with me that she also got a message today while she was in the shower to open the records. And it's just that's normally how our relationship works. We're always pretty much so in sync that way. So we decided we're going to go for it and we're going to do it. And I've actually never opened the records for anybody other than myself. So this will definitely be an experience for me. There's nothing that you really need to do other than just to listen. If you want to close your eyes, if you're able to and just focus on your breath and just receive the transmission. However you want to receive it today is perfect in its own way.
1: It is, it really is as if you are standing at the edge of a cliff. And it's almost like you're looking off the edge and you're seeing what there is at the bottom of the cliff. The only thing is this cliff is so high and the bottom is so far away that you can't see what there is below. And it's almost like you have some friends supporting you and offering their help and their assistance and their guidance as you simply take a step off of this cliff. But as you are seeing and as you are viewing it as a cliff, it is quite scary to take this step off of it. But what if you knew that when you stepped off of this cliff, a bridge would appear? What would you do if when you stepped off of this cliff, a magic carpet would appear? Really fully supporting you and bringing you to the next phase in your life into the next step into the next stage and where you truly want to go. This is just the end of one path and it leads you to another. It is okay to be fearful. It is okay to be worried and to be concerned and to be scared. These are all feelings that you are allowed to feel and it is okay that they are coming up. Your job in this is to open them with arms, like open them with loving arms and embrace them and really enjoy and feel through these scary feelings and these big feelings and move, it's almost as if you're embracing them and allowing them to come with you on the journey. So you're not pushing them away, you're bringing them with you and you're thanking them for for their teachings and for their lessons. They also are saying, just don't be so hard on yourself. you don't have, what you're doing doesn't have to look like anyone else. What you're doing is yours. Your face, it is yours. Your face doesn't look like others. Your face doesn't look like everyone else's. This is your unique face and imprint that you are leaving in the world. When you feel this fear coming up, it's like they're saying that you know that this is what you need to do, but you're too scared to do it. Look to nature as a guide. Look to the trees. Look at how the trees have a physical death every single year. And the following year, they come back bigger and they come back stronger. And this is simply because they step into their power and their trueness and their fullness of who they are. Trees are able to come back bigger each year by simply being themselves. When you stand out of your true self, you are limiting your access and your power to your growth. Allow the old versions of yourself to die so that the newer versions of yourself may grow.
2: It's okay. It's okay to speak, to speak your truth, to use your voice in whatever way it is meant to flow That is what helps you to grow. Do you hear the songs in the early hours, the
0: songs of the birds? They sing, not waiting for anyone to wait, to notice, to listen to them. They sing without restraint. Sing, use your song. You have come to earth with a unique note that only you can sing. No one else can sing it for you.
2: It is time to step out of the cave. Time to let your light shine, let it shine bright. For even an ember can still be brought to flame. Allow yourself to spark to ignite. You are all set strategically placed. In different parts around the world to light up forming constellations around the planet.
0: It is time, it is time for you to see your own light for how can others see your light if you do not see it within yourself? Look in the mirror, look into your
2: eyes. Do you not see how bright they shine? If only you knew the power that you held inside of you, you would outshine the sun. You beautiful
0: star, you beautiful soul. You are here on earth. So just let it flow, let yourself grow. So, yes, looking forward to all this new energy coming in from this solstice portal. And we are just sending so much love your way and all the sunshine vibes, all the rainbow vibes, all your way, all of you beautiful listeners. And we cannot wait to have you back next week because next week we have the incredible Tiffany Tin as our guest on the episode. And I actually spoke. I've mentioned her before in our past lives episode because she did a reading for me. And I can't even tell you, it was out of this world literally, figuratively, metaphorically. It was incredible. So we are so excited to have her on. And she is going to talk all things starseed, especially if you've been listening to us and you have no idea what the word starseed means. After that episode, I think you're going to know. It's going to be good. We're very excited to hear your thoughts on that. So until then, have a wonderful week soak up those sunshine rays get those rainbow rays and we will see you soon